This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, January 13th, 2019. Life Candy, Three Musketeers. So good morning, Connection Church. Say what? Much, much better. Good morning. This morning, we continue our um, series called Life Candy, and our confection of choice this morning is the Three Musketeers. Whew. Yeah. I'm out of breath. I wasn't this out of breath 17 years ago. My name's Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Almighty God, thank you so much for gathering us here today for the celebration. God, all things are possible with you. And we humbly, humbly submit to your will and your ways. God, as we continue to talk today about um, community, uh, be with us. Thank you for being with us. And we just want to give you all the honor and the glory in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Everybody agreed and said. Amen. Amen. So Three Musketeers, it's a, Canberra, who here likes Three Musketeers? Yeah, that makes sense. It's a. It's manufactured in the U.S. and Canada by Mars Incorporated, a company started by a guy named Frank Mars back in 1920. That particular bar was introduced in 1932. The third brand from that brand, particular brand, Milky Way, 1923. How many like Milky Way? Yeah. And then uh, Snickers, 1930. Yeah. Everybody's already for a candy bar. We have to wait till you get out, and it's only a fun size. But anyway. Um, According to an accounting from 2015, Three Musketeers was the number seven, number seven of America's top ten favorite chocolate candies, with uh, Milky Way number nine. I don't know. I'd, it's my favorite. They didn't vote. They might take my vote. And Snickers number three. By the way, Mars Incorporated is the sixth largest privately held company in the U.S. with a revenue of 2017 of 35. Billion, that's with a B. That's a lot of chocolate, isn't it? Yeah. By the way, by the way, that company is still entirely owned by the Mars family. Don't you wish your last name was Mars? Yeah. <laughs> so today we're talking about three musketeers. Not one, not two, but three. And that's community. And that's what we want to talk about. Community. The importance of community in our Christian walk. That being said, we find community in the Bible from the very beginning. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, it starts off like this. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And then we have John 1, 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the word was God. And so right there in the beginning, we see God and God's Holy Spirit. And then in John, we read of the word, which we come to find when the word was made flesh. That was the person of Jesus Christ. Yeah. So, so we talked about that a couple of weeks ago. That's why it probably sounds familiar. So right there, right there when the heavens and earth were created, the creator was already in community always and forever in community, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You know, community then is at the very core of 
everything. It's at the core of everything since the, it's at the core of the one, well, the three in one. <laughs> God is in community and therefore God's creation is in community. So as we take a look in scripture, we really see the evolution of community. It started with Adam and Eve, and they had a family, and oh, did they have a family. That's what happens when you don't have TV. Yeah, yeah. And so our community begins with our family, the family that we're born into or adopted into or fostered into or invited into or married into. And from there, our community expands, our family expands, and we've got uh, grandparents, and don't forget the grandparents, and aunts and uncles, and cousins of all degrees, first, second, and third, and the list goes on. And the list goes on. Chapter 35 of Genesis, a few chapters later, we read of the 12 sons of Jacob, who uh, was also given the name Israel later on, and from these 12 sons come the 12 tribes of what became the nation of Israel. And so then we've got from the community of God in the beginning to the community of the nuclear family to the, nucle uh, to the community of the extended family to the community of the tribe to the community of the nation to the community of the world, the world, ultimately. But it all starts with going outside oneself all starts with two or three gathered together. In the book of Ecclesiastes, that's in the first part of the Bible, the Old Testament, generally accredited to Solomon, who is known as the wisest man who ever lived, we see this passage that deals with the idea of um, the basic community. Here's what we find. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. Say the last line with me. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. Anybody ever hear this uh, shared at a wedding, perhaps? Yeah, it's... Uh... That's a popular wedding passage. We've used it several times. Where, you know, the three stands, strands for, strands stand for the husband and the wife and God. And here again, we go back to that basic community in Genesis, God and Adam and Eve, you know, the, the basics there. But, but I don't think when Solomon wrote this, he was intending it to be a wedding passage, although it works well with that. I think it was a little more general than that. I don't think he was limiting it to husbands and wives. See, again, community exists anytime we reach outside of ourselves, anytime we connect with one or two around us, anytime two or three are connected in one way or another. Well, the truth is, for us here, the sooner or later we all fall. We all mess up. We all need each other. I certainly have on one or two occasions. In fact, this past week, I messed up really bad. And the, it was Wednesday, by the way, when everything came crashing down. 
And so I didn't behave that well with my tone, with my voice, and I'm so grateful for the people around me who love me through it and who pick me up. And that's what it's all about for each one of us because none of us are perfect, we need one another, and we need to have grace and mercy for each other when, when we're not at our best. And um, that's what community is. That's what community is, and that's what this passage illustrates so beautifully. Mm -hmm. So in Matthew, we find that Jesus kind of takes this idea of uh, the strength of two or three gathered together, and he adds a kind of powerful twist to it. Check this out, Matthew 18, 20. For where two or three, say two or three, where two or three are gathered, excuse me, two or three gather in my name, there am I with them, Jesus says. This passage I always thought was, wasn't he with me when I'm by myself? Why do I have to be gathered with two or three? And actually, it's just the opposite of what I've been chewing on for a while after doing a little commentary searching for this message. Of course, he's with us when we're by ourselves, but Often we feel God's present when we're in large crowds. You ever been here where it's just like there's a lot of people here and there's just like a buzz and I've heard people say, oh my gosh, the place was alive with the Holy Spirit this morning. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, you just kind of feel it in the air. It often happens when there's a lot, you know, 100, 200, 300, 400 people. I can't imagine what it was like when 5,000 people gathered to hear Jesus preaching, you know, it must have been nuts, you know. Obviously, he was in their midst, <laughs> duh. But, I mean, um, the point here, though, is we don't have to have 5,000. We don't even have to have 500. We don't have to have 50 people gathered in his name for Christ to be with us. He's with us when just two or three are gathered in his name. Amen? Amen. When the community of just two or three are gathered. So, so not only do we get added strength in numbers from gathering with other people, not only do we get the support of another friend or two, uh, not only are we not trying to face the world all on our own when we're with others, but we're supported and strengthened and empowered by Jesus when we gather in his name. Amen that. So, so this takes us idea of community. You got to do a stomp clap or something. Huh? You got to do a stomp. Yeah, there, there you, you go. go. So, so this takes this idea of community and the pluses we get from the idea of community to a whole nother level, doesn't it? Yeah, it's, this gives kind of supernatural because Jesus is supernatural. He's above nature. Supernatural strength and power and support to us and when we're gathered in his name, when we're connected with him, when we're a community with him. And so this is like that strength of three strands on steroids or something. You know, it's nuts. So we said that Jesus was part of a community, a heavenly community, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, three in one. And when Jesus came to earth and he set out in public ministry, even though he had his heavenly community, he was human yet divine, and so he established a community here on earth. We know them as the 12 disciples who traveled with him. Who, And that's like what we have in our small groups, you know, a, a, a few up to 12 or so. And also in that 12, and there were many more, but in that 12, he narrowed it down to three, Peter, James, and John, who were his inner, inner circle. So he had an earthly faith community and... Um, 
that was the 12 and the three and many more in addition to the heavenly community. And so here's the thing, like from the very, very beginning, the need for community has been woven into our very souls. It's at the core of our spirit. In Genesis, we read that we were created in God's spirit, right? Early Genesis, created in God's spirit. I'm sorry, in God's image, created in God's image. Well, then, just as God is in community, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we're designed to be in community as well. In spite of how independent, how self-sufficient we like to think we are, you know, especially in this particular country, this culture, this society, I pulled myself up by my bootstraps, the self-made man or woman. I don't need nobody. I can do it myself. Am I ringing a bell here with anybody? Yeah. I know, I've been there, I am there many times, all too often, how sufficient, self-sufficient, and independent we think we are, there's the key there, we think we are, the truth is we are social creatures in desperate need, desperate need of community. We need, we seek, and we long to be with one another, just look around. That's why it's so important if we possibly can, we gather and worship here. No offense all you guys online. We, you know, that's great to, to be there, but there's a difference when we're able to gather and commune. And even if we're online, if we're with a couple other people, it's just different than if we're sitting there all by ourselves, isn't it? That's because that's how we're wired. That's our DNA. That's how God created us. That's an aspect of God's image that's blueprinted on our souls. And so it only seems natural that we would, in fact, come together in community to focus and to worship the one true God, as we're doing this morning. As this is our last worship service here at 100 West Green Street, we've been pretty nostalgic and we've looked back, and it started as a very small community, and it was 14 families. And before we ever had our first service, we studied together, we ate together, we kind of lived some life together, and we got to know each other. We didn't even really know each other at all. And then out came Connection Community Church. It is in our very name, the need for community. And so that faith community, again, started very, very humbly. It reminds me of the Acts chapter 2 church. If you want to hear about the beginning of the church, read Acts 2, where we came together with borrowed equipment and a sheet on the wall and all kinds of... Borrowed everything else. Yeah, yeah, everything. Our point is, is when there's a community of 2 or 3 or 40 or 400 gathered in his name awesome things happen and we know that whether we're alone but we're talking about community he is with Mm -hmm. us it gets really awesome when we gather in 100 200 300 400 yeah like i said there's just that that spirit but the flip side of that is that can be a little challenging for community if we want to get a little bit more intimate with one another can it when we want to get to know each other a little better It becomes a little challenging in a large body like that. It's tough to get up close and personal. And, and we knew that when we started Connection Church. We knew it was going to grow. That's part of what God shared with us. 
And, and, and so from the get-go, we knew that we, it was important for us to not only have a large gathering, but also have small gatherings, uh, small communities of faith. And so small groups has been a very important part of this church from the get-go. Small groups being maybe the size and ideas like give or take 12, like the size Jesus traveled around with, you know. And that's a very good size to get to know one another better. And so from the very beginning, within, you know, the first couple months, small groups became a part of Connection Community Groups. And it's in, this, and it's in the small groups that we support each other spiritually. We encourage one another. We challenge one another. And it's such an important element to fulfill our mission together, connecting people with Jesus and the new life he offers. Mm. So connection groups offer each of us the opportunity for more intimate community, for a community where we can get to know each other a little better. Gathering in the name of Jesus that we so desperately need, so desperately seek, so desperately long for. Being part of a connection small group helps us satisfy that need that's woven into our souls, that, that need for sharing and caring with others, that need for having them share and care with us, that, that need to be held accountable by people we can trust, faithfully trust. And, uh, and, uh, Accountable in faith and in love. You know, Carrie and I have been in a small group for the well, beginning. From the beginning, I remember I was in one group where the one guy had to be get to work at six, so we met at five o'clock in the morning down at not at the liquor store, but it's where the liquor store is now. <laughs> oh, that that <laughs> it was restaurant. a restaurant then. You gotta love yeah, a restaurant. Yeah, country kitchen. They'll serve a cheeseburger with the fried onions at five in the morning. You gotta love a place like that, you know. So, there was like three of us. It's like, oh my gosh. But, you know, that was an important part of, of it's been an important part of us here at Connection Church from the get go. I am so appreciative of the ladies who have been a part of groups that I've been in over the years. I've had some pretty deep spiritual plummets, and I've had mountaintops. I've experienced death and life and births and kids and health, and a lot of you have been a part of that. And I'm so grateful because you've made me better. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for that. Mm. Okay, I have a really challenging assignment for each and every one of you now. You see, you, bro, you, open, you, open this thing that you got when you came in, and there's a... Uh, a brochure in there that says connection groups. Please take that out. I say it's a challenging assignment because last service, three people were able to accomplish it. I thought, wow, I didn't think it was that common. Let me see you wave it. Get some air. Oh, thank you. It's a little stuffy up here. Good. Now, the purpose of this is to uh, check out the small groups here and to, to get connected if, if you're not in a small group uh, currently. I'd like you to look in here. There's, there's all lots of options of small groups that you can be a part of, right? And, and they take the form of couples groups, women's groups, young adults, men's group, special purpose, special purpose. And it'll tell you what it's about in there. Gary Griffin, our small group leader, is out in the lawn. Uh, he's right, he's right here. Stand up, would you? Okay, there's, his yeah. picture's right here so you can find him. Yeah. You, you can't say no. I don't know who Gary is. Yes, you do. That's Gary. 
and you can recognize him and see, and you say, well, I don't know him. Well, you can get to know him in about uh, 8, 10, 12 minutes out in, the, out in the lobby because he's going to be out there to answer any questions and to help guide you into Connection Small Group World. Remember, when we gather in the name of Jesus, even two or three or 8, 10, or 12, he is there. And those of you on Facebook Live, there's a link to get going on small groups. So just remember that you can go online and get connected that way as well. Well, let's get back to our candy bar, Three Musketeers. It's named after a historical adventure novel called Three Musketeers, written by Andre Dumas. And there was an expression in that book that is this, all for one and one for all. Let's say it together, all for one and one for all. It's an expression about loyalty. Oh, you do? All for one and one for all. All right. It's about loyalty through thick and thin. And we have seen that here at Connection Community Church. Loyalty through thick and thin. Loyalty first to Jesus Christ. And then the mission of the church and to one another. And so living it out in community through small groups is a way that we believe, too, that we can live out this uh, mission and the, the thought of all for one and one for all. Our mission, will you say it with me? Connecting people with Jesus and the new life he offers. That's true the day we open the church. That will tr be true at the Everett Theater, and that will be true on 4744 Summit Bridge Road. We might live it out in different ways, but our mission has come from God. And together, connection, one way that we're going to live that out is through connection small groups. Amen? Amen? Amen. All right, would you pray with me, please? Almighty God, whew, that three musketeer little bar will taste really good at the end of this service. Thank you. Thank you for your message. Thank you for the witness that Jesus gave us uh, through his development of a community here on earth through the 12 disciples and then his inner community and for the heavenly community, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. God, help us stay connected to one another in this transition. Help us reach out to one another. Show grace and mercy to one another as you have been so unconditionally. We thank you, God. We thank you for coming and for living in and through us. And we pray this in your name. Amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life he offers.